Episode 19 of the Barbara and Bevo podcast, live Friday night from uh, Casa de Bevo. I'm here with my co-host extraordinaire, Michael Barman. Hey, Mike. It's been uh, about two and a half weeks, probably the longest we've gone without recording. True. I think... Um, <laughs> well, we tried for last Thursday, but I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't ask me if I want to record. No, I, went, I think we went like a full <laughs> week of silence between... Yes. like. And, and he finally texted me on Wednesday and said, hey, uh, should we record this week? And I said, yeah, I'm free. And, and I said, I was waiting on you. And they said, no, I was waiting on I you. Know, I was waiting on you. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't reach out last Thursday. So I was, uh, I was pretty knackered. I, I, same with me. It took me about a week to get back on from being out on the West Coast so for my sister's wedding. So um, glad we could get this done tonight because the next month's going to be a challenge as well. Uh, for me, at least, I've got two trips scheduled, um, so uh, we might. Well, be we can always do like a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. Um, let's dig in real quick. In, in kind of, we've got a lot of stuff to run through because it's been about 17 days since we recorded, and a lot's happened. Um, let's start. We'll, we'll start where we normally do in the cycling world. Um, you posted a video this week on Facebook. Um, that I caught and I knew I'd want to talk about because I found it um, interesting. It, it, it involved track racing. It was, I was tagged. Okay, so you were tagged. Well, the great thing about Facebook now is I see all of your posts. How'd that happen? Three years ago. That well, wasn't the case. When we, had the, the case. we had the team cookout, <laughs> and I invited you and Jess down when you were at a Jordan Tech game, and you didn't get it until 8 p.m. on Saturday night. So, you were tagged in a post for, it was a video of Mark Cavendish at, it was the sixth day, you tell me about this event, because so I know nothing. So, what's going on, well, um, similar to golf or other other sports that can be done year-round as long as, the, as long as you're in a place that you can do it. Six-day racing is actually occurs from October until usually February, Oh, usually until the end of February, and it occurs in indoors arenas in usually Europe. It sometimes does outside of outside of Europe, and it, the six day actually features the Madison, which is from Madison Square Garden. Nice. It's why Madison Square Garden was created, and it's a. Like like the post that Chris Constantine actually talked about, they have a, what he actually posted about was Mark Cavendish was in the Stayers race, which is behind the motorcycle on a track on a okay. velodrome. Let's let's get into that because that's what freaked me out about this. There were three people in this race. No, there were six. Okay, when I started watching it, there were they were there. They were just on the other side of the track. Okay. But there were three bike, motorbikes on the or whatever you want to call them. The, the, well, the, um, they're called stayers. Okay. They were on a journey. Okay. And so each each team each has cyclist one. yes each rider has a stayer. So there were six on the track. Yes. Okay. That's what blew my mind. Like I watched it the first time and didn't think anything of it. I said that looked odd. So I went back and watched it again. 
Well, there's a Stayer Worlds Championship that occurs each so year. So, what is the point of having the Stayer in the race? So, tell me about this race. Is it? It, it, it kind of just blew my mind. <laughs> so, a Stayer's race is there is a motorcycle and there is a bicycle behind it that has the athlete on it. The Stayer suit is one size. So it's a leather, it's a leather, uh, a leather's like a motorcycle racer would wear. And you only get one size. So the bigger the stayer you can get into your suit, the better you, the better draft you get off of the stayer. And so it, what stayer racing does is it, is it actually kind of changes the dynamics because everybody can go 55 to about 50 to 55 miles an hour at one time or another. So you really bring in that chess game of when do I want to go fast and how long. And a lot of stayer racing at the six-day races, which are in London currently, is six-day racing is more WWE. Okay. More, it's for the showmanship. It's for... Versus boxing. Uh, over, um, over the world championships where are very uniquely... Um, uh, Traditional. Uh, uh, the the officials are completely in charge of the event. Um, uh, six day they do they do Madisons. They usually bring about six to eight sprinters to the tournament, and they have events. And then they uh, during the afternoons in the early part of the day, they actually have an under twenty three and they have an under eighteen. And so the juniors and then the under twenty threes are racing in the afternoon and then you get into the program so the lights were down they had all the LEDs floating around like it was a club they're playing Pete Antonovich and I went to the Stuttgart 6 day in oh, 2003 cool. and imagine your drunk cousin as the DJ at your wedding yes. and that's exactly how the DJ plays all his music for nice for, like he doesn't like he doesn't turn himself in, into the crowd. He turns the music off abruptly and <laughs> screams at the there's crowd. No fading like, in and fading out. There's it's just song end. New <laughs> song starts. There's a two second delay. Two second delay, <laughs> and the announcer's like, "Can you hear me?" in German. So it's pretty. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's thought of to be very. Um, the millennials kind of get into it. The ones that cycled, uh, but it's usually the grandparents and the parents. That enjoy enjoy going in and the so usually the racing starts at about six p.m. and goes till one or two o'clock and you go and it's very carnival esque where you go have funnel cakes or you 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 Popcorn. leave you leave the racing the racing stops for a little Couple bit of a lot of the velodromes have clubs and yeah. such downstairs there's VIP areas there's it's it's very wrestling esque uh, as far as who wins and who doesn't okay so Mark. So there were six riders in that race. I believe there were six on the track at the same time. Okay, so I'm assuming the three guys that we didn't see just fell off the pace. Well, there's some of there's some of them falling off the pace, and there's some of them. Well, I'm not supposed to win anyways. Right. So they're just there I, to they're, say they were in it's the race. a six days of racing. Right. So if you have a chance to win, you'll go for it. However, if you aren't necessarily going for it at that time, you usually don't necessarily use a whole lot of effort in in getting fourth place. Like fourth and fifth places are the same pretty much in points. So you just end you just end up not only 
only using your effort when you absolutely have to. And actually, in that video, <laughs> at about 40 miles an hour, Mark Cavendish comes unclipped from his pedals yes. and just, just coolly and calmly just puts himself back, back in the race. And um, what, what I was wondering, the other thing I was wondering was, so Cavendish is in that race. Was there any? Because he's typically a road rider, but he does some track stuff. Well, you know, they he tries paid, to qualify for paid, the Olympics. They get paid start contracts, right? So he probably makes a, for all six days. If I had to guess, I'm not 100 percent sure. This is just me guessing. Like 50 grand. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, and is it worth six days to get some training in, oh, yeah. and dude, to make fifty thousand oh, dollars? Yeah, and it gives him exposure. He signs autographs. Well, he likes that discipline too. Like yes. he's even come he's back and tracker. said, yes. if the Madison were an Olympic event, I would do it. Well, guess what? It is an Olympic event. In 2020 in Tokyo, yeah. it's a it's an Olympic event. Um, was there anybody else big in that race with him, or was it just like... That you would know? No, probably that I wouldn't know. But like big track riders. Um, well, the Belgians, the Kittle, and yeah. uh, those guys usually win. And actually, the Kittle and his DePaul actually are the defending champs in London, but Cavendish... And so over, it's usually Thanksgiving weekend here, they do a six-day in Ghent, in Ghent, Belgium, and all the English people go over for fritz and beer and party it up. And actually, Cavendish and Wiggins won that one last year, so they kind of oh, cool. switched who was going to win. So the, the English won in Belgium that year, and the Belgians won in England that year. Um, it was a cool event. I'm glad somebody tagged you in it because it's not something <laughs> I've ever seen before. And right. you know, I like to experience it within the cycling industry. Yes. Or the cycling racing. And you're familiar like, with track racing now. Yeah. Over, I mean, over the years. But it's it's neat to see a wood track. Yes. Um, it seems, I think it was a little bit smaller than the Velodrome here. They have a it looks more there. like the Olympic style yes. track that you see every. But they try to dress it up and make it fun. The lights are out. It looked cool. It, it, it looked, it, yes. And it, when you fe- realize that there were three motorbikes on there, it yes. was like, what the heck is this? Because, like, I love the Madison, as cool as that is. Yes. But to see this, this is like, this is like a circus show. It is. <laughs> that, but that's really what they're doing, is they're doing different formats and moving things around and making it interesting for the crowd. And the DJ does a great job. And everybody, it's... It's a way, you know, usually the weather in Europe is, is pretty sketch. So it's just a way to get out and have a, a, a carnival without having to be outside and doing those kind of things. I think that you should repost that to our Facebook page. I'm working on that. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing I thought we should briefly mention was get the Scott Patton shout out in early. No, well, he's in LA. I'm hoping that is I can have up? this up for his... Day two race tomorrow, which might be a challenge, but definitely for day three. So uh, just a quick update. Um, Scott hit his fundraising goal for his third Tour de Pink. Um, He flew out to L.A. yesterday. I believe his first day on the bike for day one of three was today. I haven't been on Facebook in a couple hours, so I haven't seen... And he was posted. He dyed his, his goatee pink. He hit yeah, all of his fundraising goals. Congratulations, Scott. Um, so, Scott, hopefully you'll be listening to the Barman and Bevo podcast 
either tomorrow or well, Sunday. Either he's, either he's drinking coffee or he's just listening to the Barman and Bebo podcast. <laughs> That's what he loves. <laughs> and uh, we, we have to mention, he did, after we called him out last time about the shirtless pics and the pink beard, <laughs> he, did, uh, he did give us a, a thrashing on one of his Facebook videos. Um, but Scott, please stop with the shirtless pics. It's too much, man. It's too much. And the pink beard is a little... I like the pink beard. I, I, I think... That's the, the least of my worries with Scott. He's me eating smoky bacon cheddar cheese as his sna- as his flight snack. That was two days ago. When was that? Yeah, that's probably from Thursday. No, yesterday. Or yes, yeah. Yeah, yesterday. By the time this gets up, two days ago. Yeah. Well, it says he's still on his ride. Should we check in with him on his ride? No. Well, it says four hours ago. Is he still riding? Uh, it's almost six o'clock. There, it's possible. Yeah. Didn't it didn't come up? Oh, there it is! Wow, thirty five hundred feet of climbing. Oh my god! Oh, poor baby. He rode from Thousand Oaks up to Santa Barbara and back. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, it must oh, be. Oh man, it, it must be, be so. Oh, no, no, you Scott. know what? There's a heat wave going on. It was over a hundred there. Was it? Yes. The, they he said one hundred and three miles in six hours and twenty four minutes. Wow, that's great. Yes, average sixteen point two miles an hour. That's awesome. And with quite a bit of climbing at thirty five hundred feet, it doesn't say anything about the World um, Series in LA. Was the hottest World Series ever at one hundred three? The game one. Well. I had, stay, and I had to stay in Barstow, California, and it is not chilly there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Scott, hey, congrats, man. Good job. We hope you finish strong. You know, uh, Barman and Bevo, we're both behind you. Um, you know, and hope, hopefully you guys, or you have a safe ride, and um, you finish up tomorrow and Sunday. Hopefully it's easy. You know, that, that's, that's the... The goal when you're doing those distances. It must be so rough riding in Santa Barbara. Yeah, it must be terrible. It must be so tough. <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow they're going through Watson. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's where the track is, is down in Car- Carson. What's the other bad play? Compton? <laughs> Hopefully well, Carson ride... and Compton are right next to each other. Compton actually is no longer bad. Similar, similar to how West End he mm. is here in Atlanta and some of the other areas that, that traditionally, um, you know, Techwood Drive used to be uh, in Atlanta. Now there's million dollar homes on on Centennial and Centennial Olympic Parkway so um let's move on to uh the restaurant story so we we went out and had a (laughs) pre-show meal um and you were telling Jess a great story about this has nothing to do with either one of us working in the restaurant business but it was like you you said hey you want to hear a great restaurant story I got a great restaurant story it's the enabler well Scott and Jessica's pregnant yeah and Mike's helping as best he can. I'm keeping it together. You're keeping it together. <laughs> as scared as shitless as I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, but it's just funny to, because I feel like I'm going to have a similar experience to you. I, you'd have to assume so. Yeah, just because <laughs> it's so similar. Yes. <laughs> Even though I'm, I waited a lot longer to have a child than than you, but. Right. So. This revolves around the birth of Mackenzie's. When Mackenzie was born uh, in Ocala, Florida, um, there were some some slight complications, and we were a little bit nervous for a while. But after a few hours, everyone wanted to give my wife at the time a break, and so my family and her family and my grandparents were there. Um, 
uh, came out to the Bennigans near the hospital. Oh, that's a blast from the past. Yes. It was I a, used to love Bennigans. It was the Bennigans, but it was Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it, was, it was in the afternoon, probably about 2.30-ish or 3 o'clock, which is that weird change Between shift, time. Between there's shift. like two servers on, one bartender. Yes. And maybe a manager in the office just trying to catch up on paperwork, From receiving, and, 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 and all the stuff that we're used to doing. And we all get in there, and it's 13 or 14 of us at oh one large table. So totally odd. You could even see the hostess as she greeted us. Yes, was completely like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with these people? So we go, and, and the hostess puts the menus down, and we go to sit down, and I look up, and I can see the servers arguing about who's going to take care of 13 people of 13 people in the afternoon. And as I as my parents sit down and, and, and everyone that's there there sits down, I walk up and they didn't kinda I they think I I think they thought I was going to the bathroom. Uh, and didn't realize that I was I was kinda going for them. And I came up behind them and I put my arms around both the servers and I said I said I said I don't give a damn who's taking this table. You're gonna make plenty of money and we're gonna have a damn good time doing it. <laughs> and and one of them left. <laughs> no, but you said something else, too. Which one? You said, uh, I j- I'm about to have oh, my first kid. The, my first child was just born, and we're all going ha- to have a good time, yeah. like Chevy Chase style. And in, in vacation, we're all going to have a damn good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, <laughs> I, I've, I've always said prior to meeting Jessica that, Whenever I had a kid, I was just going to be at a bar. <laughs> I've always said, but like now that I'm with Jess, I don't feel that way. Like, in fact, I would like kind of feel guilty about that. Um, the one thing I'm just praying for is she has it between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. so we can go over to coming to the north side over here right. instead of down to uh, oh, Buckhead. Oh, by me. Yeah, so I'm like, you better hold that thing in until 8.01. <laughs> I don't care what time. <laughs> I don't care what time. I don't care when the baby's born. As long as it's between 8 and 5. That's all I care about. Well, good luck because babies don't work that way. I know. Um, the other thing we talked about was Richard Miley. We brought him back <laughs> up again. Um, I'm going to have to go back into Facebook and change my settings so that I follow him or that I get his alerts. Yes. But we talked... He started a well. I don't think he started. I think this is a national promotion. Well, he so he picked up some pack, packy packy chips from North Carolina, and I guess he got nine of the chips. And if you videotape yourself eating the chip, you get free chips for, for a, year. a year. But what what it is? It comes in a. It looks like a pie container. Yes. It looks so it's like two inches thick and it's triangular shaped and you open it up and, and the, the one video you showed Carolina me Carolina Reaper is what they is what they call the The one chip. video you showed me, the guy was wearing a black <laughs> glove. rubber glove <laughs> so that he didn't Yes. Whatever. And then the chip's probably like twice the size of a normal tortilla chip. It actually looks like a Doritos. It looks like a Doritos. It, it looks, looks exactly like a, a, a traditional it, orange Dorito. That thing's gotta be just absolutely scorching hot. Well, there's there's other people that aren't as skilled as Richard's folks, and it shows them online eating this. And I know one person that could eat that chip. Who? Uh, my buddy Paul Zach. I don't know that you two have ever met. Really? 
He's the one that lives down What's, in Gainesville. Do you met managing alehouse down here? No, I he's he's like my best friend from high school. Wow. So him and I used to live. In, yeah, him and okay. I lived in the same neighborhood. We met day one of high school. He because of where my neighborhood was, it was split into two different school districts. So at one end is one district, and at the other end is another district. So we never crossed paths. Until... Until we went to private high school. <laughs> He's like, hey, he, he knew a couple of the guys I knew in the neighborhood that I went to um, private grammar school with knew him or met him on the bus. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's... And then Mike Mike lives in the neighborhood, too. So so we happen to be in the same homeroom because of our last names. It's Paul, Zach, Mike, Vandura. So end of the alphabet, same homeroom. And then, like, day one, I'm like, this is the weirdest dude I've ever met. <laughs> Like, complete opposites, <clears throat> except for the fact that he loves Caddyshack, Animal House, all that stuff, but he's just a weird dude. So when he goes to eat, so the easiest way that I, I, I talk to people about how hot they like their food is when you go to an authentic Indian restaurant, oh. do they give you the gringo, <laughs> the gringo version of medium, or do you get the real medium? All right, so you remember the Three Mile Island sauce at Ale House? Was yeah. that what it was called? No, it's... Uh, TMI Three Mile Island is um, has always been uh, Taco Mac. Maybe Ale House had it also. But they would add. A do you remember? Ever, uh, did you ever have to make one of those? Yes. <laughs> and you're crying while yes. you're making. So he's the only person I've ever seen be able to put down a dozen of the TMI. Yeah. Wow. The only time I've ever seen him struggle with wings was in Buffalo. Dang. And. They brought him to the table, whatever, the restaurant we go to in Buffalo called Brennan's. Best wings, in my opinion, they're the best wings in Buffalo. He ordered the, the super hot or whatever they're called. Right. They put them on the table and I, I had to walk away. They were that hot. <laughs> and he ate two and drank two glasses of milk. <laughs> For all you folks out there, milk is the easiest way to yes. dissipate. Water's the worst thing you Water, can do. Yes. Milk is the best. I like... A Coca-Cola or a Pepsi. Yes. I think that the bubbles help a little the, bit. Uh, but it's just as it's just as bad as water. <laughs> um, totally agree. But this this chip thing looks interesting. I think he I know Paul could put it down. Wow. It's it's I've never seen anybody be able to put put away hot spicy food. Like he might struggle with some of the curries. I've heard about the curry stuff the because authentic huge, curry stuff is is in you know, hot food is always the warmer climate you come from, the warmer you like your food. And it just is naturally. Unless you're from Buffalo. Well, <laughs> it just naturally is. That's just naturally the type of food that you would eat all the time. Yeah. Um, because it actually cools you off when you, as you're. Because you start sweating. And, and, and then as you, it, cool, it cools you off. Um, I know about the curries because of uh, working for a South African company. And there's a ton of Indian people in South Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, so they were the slave trade. They used to do all the pick the sugar cane fields. Wow. So what's weird when you go to South Africa, the Indians there are very, they're more like the middle class here. Right. Like they've been so far away from India for so long that they still have some of those roots. It's like what we're going to see out of the Indian people that are coming here now right. in 50 years. Really? Yeah, it's 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 like they wear 
in they wear like normal clothes. They're, they're not into like you don't see the typical. I Indian. do coach George Tech cycling. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. No, but it's like two different Indians though. It's weird, right? Or or they're from a different part of India where it's it's already right. And you know, they're stabilized or more Europeanized. Well, and they have the South African accent because they've lived there their whole life. Oh my gosh, that's got to be hilarious. It's 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 really unique. What did, what would Fergus do? Fergus probably knows about it because he wasn't. He, didn't he live there? Well, yeah, but if an Indian person came up with a South African accent, what would Fergus do? He'd probably talk to him. He'd probably talk cricket with him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he would not talk cricket with it. Um, he'd be like, "We beat you." <laughs> When when we go when we gotta figure out when we're gonna go see Richard. Yes, we do need to go to Helen. Um, he has that chip challenge. His specials at Catch Twenty Two Gastropub, he calls it Helenga, and then his Athens restaurants. It's his food superb. He's very He's upset right been... now. He's lost two kitchen guys in the last month, and he wanted to spend the month in Helen, but he's been <laughs> stuck in Athens having to cook, so I can just imagine how that kitchen's running right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's got to be dead spot on. Um, so we recorded about 17 days ago, and while we recorded, uh, the U.S. men's soccer team <laughs> was losing to Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, and I aptly titled the last episode No World Cup or yes. something like that. Yes, you did. Um, so that was the start of about 10 days of absolute crap that happened to every single team that I root for. <laughs> and it was like, it was uncanny how it went down. Except for Notre Dame. That's true. But they had a bye week in there. That's why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they had a Saturday off without Notre Dame playing well. So, Wednesday, we recorded on Wednesday. Tuesday. We recorded on Tuesday. U.S. men's team loses. Yes. Wednesday night, the Cleveland Indians blow a 2-0 lead <laughs> and get, swe- get lose, lose out of the MLB yes. playoffs in the first round. Yes. Thursday, I'm in San Diego at that point. I'm pretty sure the Penguins lost. Yes. Friday night, nothing happens. Saturday night, the, the Penguins actually win. They played the Panthers. Are we still oh, talking about the Penguins? Yeah, it's hockey season. Full swing, buddy. How many games does the Penguins win? Uh, I think there's six. Seven. Three and one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in fact, that Thursday night, they lost to Tampa Bay. Because they played Tampa and Florida. I'm almost positive. Well, they played Tampa in Florida twice, like, in October. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then they played Saturday and won. And then Sunday, of course, Aaron Rodgers, first quarter, second quarter, whatever it was, breaks his shoulder. (laughs) Well, his shoulder was broken. Yes. Um, By somebody. Yeah, who apparently gave him the finger (laughs) after he took him out. Two weeks later, you don't, you know. Um... Then, I believe the following week, this was maybe the last time we spoke. You texted me because the, the Pens are playing the Lightning. Yes. <laughs> the Penguins lose that game 7-1. to one. It was awful. <laughs> I, I, well, if I text him, I'll say, go Bolts. Yes. Like just, just and I texted back, just like, LGP, let's go Pens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was but, the only text that was shared. 
I watched it though. Well, I said it was what was it? I said it was LG LG. What's the lesbian gay <laughs> LGBT? <laughs> and I and I think I wrote back. I almost is it I almost texted that to you. <laughs> is it LGBT night at the, uh, at the stadium and you didn't know? And I said, yeah, our best player is gay and you didn't know. <laughs> um, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but. Uh, that spelled the end of the anti Niemi <laughs> era in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, so let's let's talk. So a couple things happened with the U.S. men's. As far as I'm concerned, we we have one soccer team now. We have one. From the United? No, no. Women's as team? as the as a, a citizen of the United States, we have one soccer team. Well, we have the under well the under team and yeah, but how much play? That's fine. Get rid of everybody. That should be our team. Well, it is. We have two years. <laughs> we have two years to play anybody who thinks they deserve a spot. Right. <sighs> right. Yeah. That's and and I, the the biggest question is who's going to be named coach? Because Bruce Arenas did the right thing. No, they named a coach. Who? Tab Ramos. No. Who? Dave Savathan. Where's he from? He was Bruce Arena's assistant coach. You're kidding. He is the interim head coach. Interim? Yes. Yeah, but he's not going to be... So they retained the staff and promoted him to head coach for the time being. Because they probably already had to pay him. Well, the federation is in shambles as well. I don't know if you know about this. Yeah, the president is in... Being challenged for... (laughs) For the first time. Yes. But he has been president for... 12 years. Four elections, 12 years, three three elections. This would be his fourth. It's time to go. Yes. You know, there's nothing... But you know who's challenging him? good from someone who's been elected more and more times. Do you know who's challenging him? Who? There's like five guys. It's great. Wow. Don... uh, Don Oven. Oh, cool. He's one of them. Um, the other one was, uh, was it, maybe it was Tab Ramos was in that. There were a couple, ex, there were two ex-players, and then there were like three other guys from the Federation. Right. But my, my issue at this point is, your best team is playing in front of crowds of 9,000 people. The women's team. Right. Last week played in New Orleans at the Superdome. Against South Korea in front of 9,700 people on AstroTurf again. Wow. After they asked not to play on AstroTurf. And, and it's ridiculous. Why do they do that? I have no idea. It's like they give them no respect. But they must do it to save money. How is renting the Superdome and filling it with 9,000 people... Saving you money. Well, I don't know, but that, they, why couldn't you move the game to FC Dallas and play in front of <clears throat> twenty five thousand people where you know it's going to sell out? Well, I'm not saying. All right, so maybe saving money is different than either someone's getting paid or someone's saving money. I don't think anybody's getting paid in that situation. Then why would they choose to do that? I'm I have so no, I have no idea. I'm so confused. Yeah, I mean, I agree with your theory. Yes, but how are you making money on nine thousand people filling an eighty thousand seat stadium? So they say Steve Billick is the front runner for the USM MNT. Anybody is better than this jackass. West Ham United? Oh, is he the COO there or the CMO there? He's the manager there. I did read about I I read there were like six candidates and they broke it down into percentages. He, uh, the current guy was 30% to retain. If I remember correctly, this guy was about 20 to win. Wow. 
Donovan was like 10 or 15 percent. I mean, it, there's got to be change from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Yeah, you've got. This is the time to do it. Exactly. The 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 it it actually would have been worse if we would have just snuck in that game oh. and we'd have to watch these guys play a World Cup in under the under this. I don't think Bruce Arenas was going to make it all the way to the World Cup. Well, I guess he was planning on making it to the World Cup, but it just isn't. It isn't what's best for U.S. men's soccer. It's better. It's better this way. It's better we lost. We didn't deserve to win. I don't know how we won the Gold Cup. I don't know either. I don't know how they won 13 games in a row. I don't either. No, didn't win, not lost. Did not lose thir- Did not lose in 13 games. 13 games. games. Um, as far as I'm concerned, this really puts soccer back 10 years in the U.S. No, I think it helps it. We've never had strikers. No, We've never from, a, had from a youth perspective. No, I think it, it helps the think, youth. Think about in two summers. Are you going to watch the World Cup? Will you watch other countries? Are you going to watch the World Cup? I'll watch the World Cup. I'll okay. against Mexico. Remember that it's on seven hours ahead. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> you have... I and will watch... If they roll Bob Costas out, I'm not. Uh, it's not NBC. It's ESPN. Okay. It'll be Tariko. No, he's gone. He won't be Tariko. <laughs> he's going to the Olympics. He was... Yeah. Um, it's in Russia. Yes. Which I don't care for. Exactly. <laughs> it's on, so it'll be on seven hours. That, so it'll be on, like, when you're going to but work in the morning. some of those games. Yeah, they'll replay they'll, them. They'll figure, but, no, but they'll this, figure out a way to play the a game. The ratings are going to tank. This is ESPN's worst nightmare. Yes. This well, is, is really bad for them. Yes. It is. So it definitely is. I will have, I will watch uh, maybe four or five games. Because Italy is, is in it. Well, it'd be. Uh, I'll watch. Know. I'll watch Italy. I might watch Brazil. Right. Um, I might watch Germany play. Spain's gonna suck. I might watch Argentina if they qual. I think they qualified, didn't they? Or, yes, I'll Argentina watch some of the Latin America. Like the, I'll watch some of the powerhouses, but my rooting interest is only going to be in Italy because Ireland's not going to make it. No. Uh, you know they're not going to qualify. So it's but like you and I have talked about, I'm more interested. I love watching Japan soccer. Play the Dutch or German because yeah, it's too wacky style. It's not wacky. It, it, it's, it's two just, completely different two styles completely, of soccer. It's like watching the U.S. team play the Japanese. It's team like watching baseball. the game we watched last night. It's like watching the Atlanta United yes. game. Two completely different styles. One team dominated and lost. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but so that would be what I would be more interested to see. Would be would be. You know, I've always enjoyed, and I enjoy, always enjoyed teams like like Brazil that plays fast, going up against the Germans or who the Dutch, who play strong, controlled you, game. You love seeing that little, the little, the Dutch just do these little passes, like all these little passes Find the all over, all over the field, and then they'll be pushing and pushing and pushing for forty minutes, and Brazil will do two kicks and score the easiest goal you've ever seen in your life, and they're up one nil at half. Yeah. And then they come out for the second half, and they do it again in the first five minutes. So now the Dutch are down two nil, and they have no they have no idea how to play soccer down two nil because they never imagined that they could get that way. So let's talk Atlanta United. Um, unfortunately, 
<laughs> in typical Atlanta fashion. <laughs> I said that in the penalty kicks. I got this game is over. There's no way. That, well, there's you no never way know that, what you get with penalty kicks. But I mean, a, it just it's, is it's it Atlanta. Is. Both keepers pay, played well. I will say this. I have been very critical of Brad Guzan since he started playing for Atlanta United three or four months ago. I don't like him. I don't think he's a good player, but he played. <laughs> he played a great game last night. He yes. made two or three critical saves that normally he wouldn't have stopped. Um, or, you know, it's, he usually lets in the soft goal. Yes. He made three awesome saves in that game. And he's really the only reason, because their defense was horrible. Yes, it was bad. Except when they were kicking the ball out of the open. Except goal. for Parkhurst, <laughs> Parkhurst making that save late in the game for them to keep, uh, to keep the score a, a draw. Um, do you think... Atlanta United's first season was a success. Absolutely. Um, I would agree from a couple of different aspects. I think more of, of, of how many spectators. They, they broke their attendance record again last night. Yes. And in, in, in all of those things, even the soccer was above, above normal in quality. And, 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 but they played hard every night and they came to play each time and they had a rough schedule towards the end of the season due to, due to some of the stadium. things going on. But it actually, I think, helped attendance and helped people rally around the team. Well, I, I look at it from a couple different perspectives. You, you and I both know that no one in this town supports a team. I don't think you can say no. Uh, no, okay. I, I don't think... There's been one team in this city that right. unifies the whole town. Right. This is the like, first time that you and I can actually root. But and it's cheer not for just it. you and I. It's everybody. Well, that's right. But it's you. It's the dishwasher from Ozio with you, with me, with the sales rep, with the with owner the dude of that Ozio. lives down in in yes in Moro. Yes. You know that might be a casual. I mean, it's yes. It's the first time Atlanta's had that, and the idea and the idea around bringing hockey to this town was the same thing, but that didn't work. And they, they well, the needed, pro- the they problem with soccer. that is, if if you've got a bunch of Yankees living in your town, yes, that have been to a hockey game, <laughs> that have been to a hockey game and have a team, they're At most home. likely, you know, the guys from Pittsburgh and the guy from New York and the guy from Philadelphia and the guy from Boston. Guess what? They'll go to your team casually and root for the as long as they're not playing that team. You right. know, if they're playing the Canadians, yeah, they'll go root for the Thrashers. True. If, if you know, I've been to a dozen or so, or maybe like two dozen Thrashers games while they were here for what twelve years, fifteen wow. years. Yes, something like that. Well, usually when someone that you were interested in watching. Well, I would go. I would go every time the Penguins were in town. So I'd go twice a year to see the Pittsburgh. You'd see Buffalo. I'd usually. go. I usually Brian would Brian or Jeff or somebody would say, "Hey, let's go see the Sabers." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in. No worries. Right. Let's go." I think I went to one game. I got somebody got free tickets, and it was like Thrashers Canadians. So I had like <laughs> zero rooting interest in that game um, because I who gives a shit about the Canadians, right? Um, but it was like. The, the Thrashers fans were so mad. <laughs> they were so mad that they would get outdrawn by the visiting team. Well, like the Chargers. It's, well, it's, it's got to be like what's going on in Las Vegas right now. Yes. With the Golden Knights. Yes. The first place Golden Knights. <laughs> Are they? First place. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but it was, you know, 
I think they named the team aptly Atlanta United. Yeah, it, it, it was really, good, it, it was really good, did. Especially with what happened with the Hawks over a couple of years ago. Yeah, and how and and you know the Braves just really up and moving without telling anyone and doing some illegal election uh, uh, illegal voting within Cobb County in order to get the deal that they want. That's the worst baseball. I I haven't been to a game yet, and I probably would. I'm probably going to do the John Allen with them. I'm probably not going to go, but I drive by that stadium all the time, and it's a dump. There's a huge dirt pile on the <laughs> outside of the stadium with this huge digital scoreboard for the battery and or whatever. You know what? You they screwed up. You can't. I disagree. You can't with grow you. baseball there. I disagree with you. That's fine. I think the Falcons should have moved to the north side of town, just like the the the, the Braves did. I disagree with that one hundred percent. I don't think they should have put them in. You know, I think Doraville's a better spot than Cobb County. I would agree with that side. Yeah, but I, I think they but should the have Falcons' put, demographics, as far as as where people come from, is way different than the Braves. But but think about this: it's easier to get to Doraville. Than it is to get to Mercedes Benz. No, but when you think about South Fulton and Clayton County and um, that south part of the you actually have to that, add on Marta you, below you, the airport. You just it, it makes sense to stay. Saying. It makes sense to stay in town for both the Hawks and the Falcons. Oh, the Hawks have no reason to leave. Right. So, but the demographics are easier to get to where you are uh, than, I, than it would be. I, getting to Turner Field was the biggest pain in the ass. Well, not for me. I would walk. From where? From the condo on North Avenue. Really? Oh, it only took me 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you could have jumped on a bus and it would have taken you five. Well, no, not necessarily. Traffic is so bad at that time of day. You could have ridden it, your bike. <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> yeah. I've ridden my bike from Kennesaw to Braves games um, before. But, like, for anybody else. Well, yeah. Where's their demographic? Of, it's all Northsiders. Well, no, that's not true. A majority of it is. A majority of the local community, but the people that come from out of town, from Alabama, from South Georgia, and and that... I see your point. But those folks don't think staying in town is safe anyway, so I'm not... I'm I'm not disagreeing with the Braves moving to the north side because if anyone was, it would definitely be them. What I do, you know, thank God that Georgia State has done a fantastic job. Oh my God, revitalizing it, it looks amazing, and thank God they did because that is the Olympic Stadium. That's the Olympic Stadium I drove past when I came yeah. to watch the Olympic road race in in the cycling here in Atlanta. And if if we would have lost, if we would have lost that stadium to just being bulldozed. So we could get another Publix and a Kroger and 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 another Walmart. I mean, that would be that would be super bad or above above bad. That's just that's saying you don't have any soul. Yeah. Um, did you you didn't get a chance to go see Atlanta United? Did you? I could I couldn't make it this year with the my we got we got to do so. My big was the first I wanted season. to go to Bobby Dodd. Yeah, we both and I did. tried. To, I tried to get. I tried to get there a couple of times, and it just didn't work out in the middle of the week like that. Um, so of, I would say yes, first season's a success, but I'm worried. worried. There was a lot of talk last night about um, what's number ten's name? Martinez. No, that's he's number seven. Oh, but the the Almiron. Right. There's a lot of talk about. 
him being scouted to to be sold, and and that would. I think that would hurt. Well, you have to do what's best for your team. Sure, and then, sure, sure. And then, it, well, and then hopefully you can get two players at 80% for the same money that you're spending for that. So, it, I mean, it's MLS. It's not that competitive. Right. And so, and honestly, I, if you play hard and you, you play, it. and you play good, good. And if you play good, if you play good football or soccer, whatever you want to call it, you, you know, you deserve to move on. And then, and then it's time, it's next man up and it's time for, I don't think the soccer quality is going to go down a whole lot. Our no, defense could improve, improve tremendously. Well, there's think, a lot of there's a lot of aspects of the game that we could play much better at. Um, well, for a team to, I think they won 15 games in their first season, finished fourth place in the East. Right. I don't know where they finished in the in the whole league, but I know they finished fourth place. Unfortunately, they lost in their first playoff game. Those things happen. But at least um, they had a home playoff game. Yeah, they had a home playoff game. Right. The place was packed. People were – the stadium was loud. That's awesome. You know, I don't think you could have asked for anything better. No. Um, from an expansion team. doesn't matter whether you're an expansion team or not. It does. No, they, it doesn't. They made – instead <clears throat> of making economic decisions – somebody said this last night, the, the, the yes. color. Instead of making economic decisions, they made good soccer yes. decisions. And they put a good product on yes. the field. Well, you remember the number one, my number one complaint about going to Charlotte to watch that football game. Do you remember my number one complaint? The owner. I had a fantastic time. They only put a speaker in the one side <laughs> of the I do stadium. remember that. It was sound, the sound was horrible. I mean, it was awful. And you know what? He probably saved, I don't know, $100,000. Yeah. $100, yeah. I mean. There was one thing that saved that weekend. <laughs> the Zubas. Well, there were two things to say. <laughs> that ball was ten feet over his head. It was a yard. That, I will never forget that. We were listening to football. You and I are driving to Charlotte, listening to football. I am not kidding you, we're, folks. We're, we're, I don't know. We were listening to like the Clemson, I think it, it Clemson, North Virginia Carolina, Tech. or somebody. No, it, was, it was Georgia Tech. Okay, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech yeah. or Virginia. It was, it was. I think it was Virginia. So Georgia Tech was probably going to win pretty easily. But that that weekend, that was a great weekend. I had a fantastic time. It was great hanging out with you and the family and the Buffalo crowd. And we had beef on wax at your parents' house and wings. Wings. We, it we was tailgated for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tailgated like that since or before. Uh, what, what do you got for a score in the World Series? I can't say. Is it 1 nothing or 4 nothing? It's 4 nothing, Houston. All right, so we'll move on. Um, you know, oh, Boston I'm still. I, I told you, both Florida states things. I I was telling Jessica the other day, we were, we were driving to go, we were going grocery shopping or something like that, and she was driving, and I was looking at Twitter, and I'm like, God, I just started cursing. She's like, What's the matter now? I go, <laughs> Indians keep tweeting stuff. The season's over. I'm still hurt. I don't want to hear from you. Right. <laughs> I was. I mean, it was bad enough that they lost, and then they lost the Yankees. So I had to listen to my father. For, go, go to see my dad the next day. I told you. I told you as a kid, you should root for the Yankees. I go, you never told me that. You never, ever forced me to, make, to root for anybody, and that's what I love about you. <laughs> wow. He's like, no, I told you to root for the Yankees when you were a kid. I'm like, whatever. Uh, Indians get eliminated. 22-game win streak is all for naught, as you predicted. <laughs> well, that's the hardest part about getting in. It uh, happened to... You remember how often that would happen to the Braves? Yes. You know, other teams are sinking and are falling apart. They get they get hot or they get hot, hot too, too early. early, 
and and that's just not how baseball works. And yeah. you know, do do I think as a manager that you try to cool your team off? Yeah. No. However, you, take what you can get. You know, you got to figure I, out. I probably wouldn't let anyone pitch past the sixth or seventh inning. My starters, I probably wouldn't go deep into the bullpen. I'd have everybody pitch two innings each, um, and then maybe have a closer do it. You know, I might even do things like. If I know my starters are probably going to have to go on short rest or that, I would practice that. I'd bring somebody in on three days rest and and maybe and maybe put them in in a in a situation where there's runners on base and see how they do, because not everybody does well like that. Well, I, I thought watching that series that Terry Francona did a terrible job with the pitching staff. You can't say he's under. He's under. He has under eight freaking starters, <laughs> and he pitched three. I don't understand that either. Why go with four? There's got to be. There's got to be more going on there than than what's being led. It's on. because of the, he's thinking about it from arrest. But you play two games at home, then you play two games away, and then you play one game at home. Okay, so it uh, it's a seven day work week. Right. You can't pitch. Two guys twice. Just pitch four guys. Your, your pitching staff was strong enough to do it. Right. I mean, you have three 17 game winners. Uh, it's just, I'm going to be pulling my hair out for the next <laughs> four months. Just because the window's closed. They've got basically one year left to win. Oh, really? I think. I think. Typically, that's what happens before you, you know, you get the mass exodus of. Lindor being signed by the Yankees or, right. or Ramirez being signed by the Yankees or the Red Sox. You know, the, those big market guys just taking right. prospects. Unless those guys want to stay in Cleveland, but why would they? You know. Right. Um, so we've got Dodgers-Astros, game three going on right now. I said this to you early. How how did two National League teams end up in the World Series? <laughs> well, <laughs> didn't we didn't we cross this when we first started the podcast? When so I was talking about the Astros in the American League, and you, you I said were, what? Yeah, <laughs> and it was only because I had to be reminded of it like a day or two earlier. It's like I was it's like through. the LA Chargers. Yes, they're not the LA Chargers. They're the San Diego Chargers, and they always will be the San Diego Chargers. Someone's going to buy that team and take them back to San Diego, and everybody knows it. <laughs> the NFL is because <laughs> they're drawing twelve thousand fans in the LA Galaxy Stadium. Yeah, but they're starting to win games again. Uh, it's still early. Yes, this is what they do every year. They go on four. True. They go on four. Then they win three games and suck <laughs> you back in, and then they crap the bed. <laughs> They, you know, they'll be if they could win that last game, they're in the playoffs. But they never win that last game. Nope. <laughs> well, occasionally they do, and then they lose in the playoffs. They won a playoff game a couple years ago. So I think Philip Rivers just put the whole team on there. I can't believe that guy. He's he's awesome. Octodad. Yes. You, I, we talk, <laughs> did we talk about what he's doing? The, he invested like eighty thousand dollars in a SUV, and he still lives in San Diego. Yes. And he watches video between he has, a, he has a driver in this SUV and he drives between San Diego and LA every day. It's pretty awesome. Um, so we got the who are you gonna take in the World Series? You like? I, I've always liked the Astros. I thought they were. See, I like the Dodgers. I'd rather watch the Dodgers win <laughs> just to see Tommy Lasorda. Is he there? I didn't watch Game One. I caught Game Two with Vin Scully. Is Fernando Valenzuela still there? Fernando Valenzuela was there for Game Two. He threw out the first pitch. I thought they were going to bring out Hershiser. Oh, that'd be awesome. Is he still around? I think he works for 
I think he does color somewhere. I think he does. He might be with ESPN. Oh, speaking of ESPN, I heard there's 60 more layoffs coming. Whoa. I wonder if Jamel Hill's going to be in there. No. (laughs) Is she back yet? Yes. She started last week. Is she in the forgiveness mode, or is she... Uh, She met with the CEO, um, and they didn't discuss what they talked about, but I think her first appearance back was last Thursday. Wow. But (laughs) I'm telling you, two months from now, she's going to be fired. (laughs) (laughs) Two months from now, she's going to be fired, or laid off, one of the two. Um... So you like the Astros, I like the Dodgers, so we should go the usual. The usual. <laughs> sure enough, I'll, I'll just pay up now, the Astros are going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the NFL. Did you catch last night's game? I haven't watched a whole lot of football. I watched a lot of Because I've been in Colorado Springs for meetings for cycling, and and uh, I, didn't, I didn't see a single... I don't. I don't remember watching a single Falcons play. It's a good thing again because it's been bad. And they play the Jets. <laughs> they play the Jets this week. The zero six Jets. Yeah. <laughs> the first place New York Jets. Uh, so last night, this is how bad Thursday night was. Last night's game, Miami, Baltimore, Miami at Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore is awful. Okay, Jay Cutler out, broken ribs. Yes. So it's Matt Moore. Yes. Against Joe. Joe Falco. Hey, <laughs> you, hey, looks like Falco. Unibrow. He's back. Um, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco gets concussed. His backup comes in. Who is that? I don't know. Final score: Baltimore forty, Miami zero. You're kidding. That was the Thursday night score. Wow. Unless I read it wrong and it was four nothing. Wow. <laughs> the football. I've watched a fair amount of the football this year. You know, between the, pa- the Packers are awful now. Yeah. I've watched most of the Falcon games. They have looked like crap the last two games or three games. Right. Um, since they played Buffalo, they've just kind of taken a nosedive. Oh, Dodgers devoted the bases. Um, no outs. The Steelers look bad. Everybody that everybody thought was going to be good looks bad, except for the Eagles and the Redskins. <laughs> True. Um the football's just but it's horrible. Well, I think I think the shortened preseason, the fewer practices, the lack of hitting, the everything's starting to add up and the football is not as good. It's bad. And you know well, what? We've been saying this for the last couple yes. of episodes. And it's bad. Well, we've been saying it for a couple of years privately that you know this until the players finally decide that we're not going to try to get one over on the owners, mm-hmm. we need to play better football. <laughs> if we want to grow the pie, we're going to have to play better football. Aren't the oh the Panthers were like five and one and then lost bad? Well, they can't even storming out of press conferences again. They're not. They're, they're no one in the South is very good. The Saints look okay. They're, they're not very good. Their defense is surprisingly the defense is carrying the team. <laughs> but and Mark not, Ingram looks good. But they're not very good. And no one in the South has played each other yet. Oh wow. Think about that. So that's the easiest way to explain the South, because no one knows who's actually playing well until you play until you have to play your opponents. Four one. Four one, but it is a double play. Okay, and third. Um any, you got any thoughts on the Falcon? I you see you really haven't watched them in the last couple of weeks, but well, I'm in the same. You know, when Kyle Shanahan first took over the offense 
two years or the year before. So Matt Ryan looked confused and threw a lot of interceptions and didn't quite understand what was going on in the game. And I think the same thing is occurring now. I think defenses teed up to what they had game plan. And Dan Quinn is is obviously not a, capable of changing game plan throughout the, the game when the, when people start to tee off on folks. Or he just doesn't get it. He's not a. He can't make changes at halftime, and 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 go with and roll with the punches and and get a game plan. Game plan. So, do I think the Falcons are going to miss the playoffs? Maybe. You know, maybe eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. But um, that might be enough to win the division. Exactly. You know, do I think the Falcons are good enough to beat the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers? Well, the, the Buccaneers clearly aren't as good as people thought. I, well, I thought they were going to be. I great. thought they were going to be great too after watching Hard Knocks. They look terrible. They they something's going something weird is going on and and it's bad football. Yeah. People are underprepared. The Cowboys are bad. I mean, everybody you thought was going to like even the Chiefs who were five and zero are now five and two or five and three. Everyone but the Rams. The, Ram, the Rams do look good. I brought you on that bus. They do look good. I'm not, I can't deny it. They look good. I mean, <laughs> um, Packers, it's just a, a dumpster fire. I, I suspect, I told you this at dinner. You asked me, does Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> does Colin Kaepernick have a job in the NFL by the end of the season? I said, he will have a job in two weeks in Green Bay. Because I think the Packers play the Browns next week. And if they find a way to lose that game, <laughs> um, the backup's done. And I don't trust a Division Three quarterback to start for the Packers. Well, and I Joe mean, Callahan. Next man up. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, but they, I, the one thing they did, which was unbelievable, is they ran the ball, and they ran the ball well. Well, they knew they needed to. And so, <laughs> yes. Um, were there any? Oh, did you see the story on Sarkeesian? I briefly saw it yesterday or this afternoon. I saw Dan Quinn came out in his defense. I don't know. I don't know. I think him and Matt Ryan are button heads. Well, we 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 watched the game together <laughs> against um, the pack against the Packers, and, and you could see you could see it. And Matt Ryan was calling the plays, not Steve Sarkeesian. Yes, and I actually think he has the right to. So I do too. I, I, I agree mean, with you. I, 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 like I said, he Sarkeesian walked into day one. Yes. Matt Ryan walked in and said, "Here's the playbook. You better learn it." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm sure Sarkeesian had to learn their language. Yes, because Matt, Matt, there's no reason for them to change it. Yes, but Matt Ryan still looks way more confused than he used to. Or well, he looks, he he looks did, like he did like three years three ago. Three years ago, and two, like you were about actually, to see what you're trying to say with Shanahan, it looked that confused. Yes, like he he's did. trying to relearn something. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's, let's. You got anything you want, else you want to say about the NFL? You want to co- talk college football? Or you want to talk hockey? Uh, well, I think we already covered some hockey. We covered the Pens. You know, I, I want to talk well. about Antiniemi for one second because there was a couple funny things that happened with him. Who? Antiniemi. Yeah. What? Okay, so he started three games for the Penguins. I'm going to give you. Oh, you probably looked. <laughs> How many goals do you think Anti Nami gave up in three games? Ten. Twelve. Not, not even close. How many? Twenty-two. 
Dude, how do you still have a job? He doesn't. Well, <laughs> he, he does have a job. He was released by the Penguins earlier this week. Wow. And he was picked up by the Florida Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> really? In three starts, he let in uh, 22 goals. No, wait. I, I wrote that down. I wrote it down on your sheet. What does it say? 16? 7.5. Oh, 03 and oh. 16 goals. 16 GAA. He let in 16 goals. He let in 5, 6, and 7. Oh, yeah. Or 4, 6, and 7. I thought that was a word. Yeah. <laughs> his goals against was 7.75 or 7.97. Wow. And his sit, which was higher, his goals against or his save percentage. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <coughs> I've never seen a guy, and I, and I was watching the game against the Lightning, and I, I was yelling at the, the screen every time he let in a goal. I go, Sullivan, you keep him in the game. Yes. You keep him in the game. Oh, Bobby Cox used to do a great job of that. It's like so, Patrick Watt. Kid, kid, <laughs> you get yourself off that mound. I'm not going out there. I'm not going out there to get you. You Matt need Murray to figure out the rest. You need to figure out how to get yourself off the mound. He, I will say this. He did have to play. The, he did have to start three back to backs. The second game of back to backs. Right. So played Saturday, played Sunday, so he started the second game. Um, but he was released. Las Vegas. The Golden Knights, first place Golden Knights, I believe they're 8-1. and one. Wow. And Flurry's out, and so's their backup. They both got hurt. Wow. Good for them. Um, well, it's all a bunch of ex-Penguins, so it's, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's good to watch. How'd they get all those folks? Flurry, James Neal, Derek England. Uh, there's a couple other ones on there that played for the Penguins at one time or another. It's hilarious. <laughs> um we'll, we'll, we'll do our, since the NBA season started, the Hawks are 1-4. and four. You hate talking about the NBA. The Hawks won the first game and lost the next four. <laughs> yes. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, they're rebuilding. Yeah. Um, it's, the, it's the East. It's not that challenging. This weekend, college football. I believe we have Ohio State, Penn State. I believe yes. that's number two against number four or number five. Should be a good game. Um, well, if Penn State plays like they did last week against Michigan, they're, uh, they're due for a bad game. Ohio State plays bad every week. I don't know if you watch them play. They're, I, they're I don't not, enjoy watching not, them. Play. They're not good. I don't think so. It's either. not like watching Urban Meyer at Florida. It's really weird. Well, he doesn't have the athletes. I won't disagree there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Notre Dame creeped into the top ten. Yeah. Number nine. No, they're playing well. The, the one game they I lost. The, they lost to the number five team in the nation, Georgia. Are they playing? By one? Uh, are they? Are they? Uh, uh, how many coaches are they paying right now? Do they have? Not, to, I think they're all off the books. Do they have to keep playing? I think Charlie Brian Weiss Kelly? is finally off the books. Do they still have to keep paying Brian uh, Brian Kelly because they because they owed so much money to others? No, I think that I think all of them are off the books finally. None of them took a Bobby Bonilla deal. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bonilla Day. What was it? Two more years? I think so. <laughs> two, two or it's like till twenty twenty. Dude, that's crazy. It's like July, July first, if I remember correctly. Um, Notre Dame's got NC State, who also is very good this year. Over, definitely overachieving. Um, what do you think? Got any predictions? No, I haven't watched any either of those. Notre Dame play. is a running gauntlet. Good for them. Are they running more option stuff? No, they've got, they've had Where the they quarterback. The quarterback's of? running. But it's not really an op- it's that spread offense. They've got Josh Adams, who's either a junior or senior, I can't remember. He's rushed in he's missed nine quarters of football. Right. 
But he's got 775 <laughs> rushing yards. He's had three touchdowns over 70 yards. Running. Good for, good for you. Yeah. And then the quarterback doesn't seem to have it all together in the passing game, but he's rushed for 100 yards at least three or four times. You only Like Georgia Tech, you only have to throw four or five times a game to keep the defense honest, and then you get to do whatever you want. Yeah, but they want. have good receivers. That's the problem. Well, you can't, winning you a national championship have, and having good receivers are two different things. That's true. Well, as far as I'm concerned, they just need to get to the playoffs. <laughs> but they playoffs? have to playoffs. Playoffs. We couldn't do diddly poo. Out there. <laughs> um, you know, and they they've got a tough schedule. You know, the good thing is if Georgia keeps winning, which I suspect they will not. They, they will lose. I have a feeling this weekend because it's Florida, um, biggest cocktail party. Um, <laughs> they will lose a game or two. I mean, I think that's if they get to the SEC championship. True. The, the Alabama is going to be a tough, tough loss or a tough, tough win to get. Um, like I said, as bad as Florida is, I still think Florida can win that game because it's Florida, Georgia. Um, and they might have Auburn on the schedule too. And Auburn's been pretty good. You know, um, it's either going to be Ohio State or Penn State out of the Big Ten. Nobody in the Big in the Pac-12 is good. Nobody, no. except for Stanford. But they could lose to Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's got a really tough schedule. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. NC State, Wake Forest, Miami, Stanford, and Navy. That's they not could too lose. Bad. They could, but those are all games that are losable. Well, every game, is except losable. for maybe Wake. Well, every game's losable. I mean, that's no, the but cool like, thing about they're, they're, they're play, like I told Drew, their schedule. Unlike, last the week. South, unlike the NFC South, I mean, these teams play each other every week, and there's nothing better to me than Labor Day Monday night, yes. Florida State and Miami playing each other. It's amazing. It's yeah. exactly what college football is. Well, I, I told, you know, Drew with his business, I told him, this is who Notre Dame's got left. He goes, Jesus, they might have the hardest schedule in football, in college football. True. So, um, we've got one subject left, I think, unless I wrote down a second one on yours. No, I have. <laughs> we, I skipped over Halloween sometime. That That's the last subject. <laughs> What, how do you? I think you and I are in the same boat with Halloween. Halloween is one day. It's yes. Tuesday. <laughs> if you want to celebrate Halloween, do it on a Tuesday, October thirty first. Not on Friday. Not Friday. It's Why? called it's called Christmas Day, not Christmas eight months you're, of the year. You're allowed to celebrate Christmas on one of two days: Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That is it. No, you celebrate Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve. No, because Jessica's family celebrates Christmas on Christmas Eve. And my family celebrates Christmas on Christmas Day. That's just because Grammy wanted to celebrate at no. her house on Christmas Day. No, that's just a Latin thing. It is. They get they party on Christmas Eve and they take the whole day off on Christmas. <laughs> so, what, what football do they watch? Premier League. <laughs> no, they were they all play on Boxing Day. That's the day after Christmas. Why would they watch English football in Venezuela? Because there's Venezuelans playing in the league, right? No. There's got to be one guy. In La Liga, not in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> there must be one one Venezuelan in... No, he plays in Atlanta. That's the best one. Oh, uh, no. Rondon plays in... He's either in Italy or Russia. Right. Uh, and the goalie might play somewhere internationally. I'm not sure... There might be. There's probably one Venezuelan. Venezuelan. You got me saying Venezuelan. There's probably one Venezuelan playing in Spain. There's got to be at least one. 
I mean, they're not good. They're not that good at soccer. Baseball's right. baseball's their national pastime. Right. All right. Um, I don't know when we're going to be back. Let's Probably in about a week and a half. Yeah, if I had to guess. Um, um, I've got to go to Orlando 20th. on the sixth. We might have to record next Friday. Veterans Day is observed on the tenth, and that would be our next usual two-week one. I'll be in Orlando. We could try for the ninth. I'll be in Orlando. We could try for the seventh. I'll be in Orlando. It's election day. <laughs> All week. I leave the sixth and I come back on Saturday. Um, we could do the twelfth. Okay. I do go to Arizona that week, but I think it's Thursday. Or late Wednesday night. We can do Monday night then, like okay. the 13th. We'll do Monday night football. Because that's easier, because then you get back to work and get on your schedule. and. Okay, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, you posted the racetrack video to our site? I posted page. it to yours because I, I, I tried to tag Barman and Bebo, but I really need to go to Barman and Bebo and then find the... The, the feed. and The post. feed, and that was more difficult, so I sent it to you. You know what you can do is, when it's on your page, you click share it, and then you share it to the feed. Well, I thought that, I tried to do that, and I sent it to yours, and everyone started liking it again, <laughs> including Chris Constantine. All right, let me jump on Facebook real quick to see if I can pull it. Oh, there it is. But it's on yours, not uh, Barman. Michael Barman commented on this. Shared to, with okay, Michael so Vander. So, Share. Oh, share, um, share now public. Share to a page. Oh no, I just shared it public. <laughs> I did the same thing you did. Share it to a page. And now I move it to Barman and Bebo podcast. Yeah, there you go. All right, so the six day. That's a cool jersey that he's wearing too. Yeah, it's like the a, green and gold Union well, Jack. The, is because, that the, is that the doing, Isle of Man yeah. jersey? Well, it's probably got some some tie into that, but really they have um, they are they have, one of the teams is already British with a very similar design but different colors, mm-hmm. and that's really what they need. Ah, so, so it's like a secondary jersey. So the teammates can pick out because it's so hard if there's similar teams going to pick the to pick the other team out. So okay, um, thank so you for let's the see Facebook update. Let's see. Um, find us on Facebook, Barman and Bebo Podcast, um, or just go to Michael Barman's page or Michael Vandera's page. We're both on Facebook. I think for the winter time, we'll have to put. Um, we'll have to start inviting some guests. Yeah, because we're not going to have a lot to talk about. Football season will be over. Almost. Yeah. Baseball season will be Both over. Both Falcons and Packers are almost over. <laughs> yes, we're they just, are. We're just weeks away. We're one Saints. We'll loss. have to get. Uh, we're one Saints losses. <laughs> I think. I think. I've got potentially a time for my father to be on the show. Joe! And I think... Well, we could go to North Carolina sometime. No, but he'll be here... Well, obviously with the baby coming. He'll be here... He may be here for Thanksgiving. Oh, cool. Um, we could have my kids on. Oh, that would be great. He'll be here for Thanksgiving <laughs> or he'll be here in January so we can do it. That. But what I was thinking for that is we invite Jeff and Brian and Ed. Yes. But just have them sitting back against the wall there like the uh, like like it, the, like we're doing the peanuts the, the peanut like the gallery, peanut gallery. Yeah. like we're doing it a live live <laughs> broadcast <laughs> from a bar but they're they're the what's, audience members what's the what's the two guys uh, uh in the muppets waldorf and <laughs> yeah, the two old guys yeah in the there. two old guys <clears throat> i only remember bunsen and beaker <laughs> 
Alright, so this beaker. Professor Honeydew. Honeydew. Um Alright, we're on Twitter. Uh, we don't use Twitter a lot. We, we need to get maybe get on Instagram too. I was thinking about that this week. We're not on Instagram? No. Well, we might be, I just don't know. Um Twitter is <laughs> at underscore Coach Barman. <laughs> At, I've, I've got to just change that for you. At Bevo8771. Uh, it's B-E-V-O, Bevo. Um, and I believe our Twitter is at Barman, the letter N, Bevo, pod. I believe this is our Twitter handle. So um, send us any questions. Send us any topics you want us to talk about. Because as you can tell, we're very opinionated. Um <laughs> Go like, um, if you want to listen to the podcast, and you're listening now, but tell your friends we're on Podbean, Barman and Bevo Podcast. You can find us on, for those that don't have Apple products, you can find us um, <laughs> in the Apple store on, in the podcast, Barman and Bevo Podcast. We're there. We're both on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> True. We were talking about LinkedIn at dinner. Um, <laughs> how much you love LinkedIn, how much I love, I'm on LinkedIn <laughs> two, three times a day. Yes. Um, well, I get the phone updates every morning. They give me my daily rundown. It's, it's crazy how many. I must get 10 LinkedIn updates a day on my phone. Like just somebody's got a new job or somebody's celebrating. Like, congratulations, Mike Barman. Three yes. years at Reality Bikes. Thanks. Um, oh, I saw one of your coworkers like the podcast the other day. Oh, really? Well, um, what's the Josh? Uh, Josh. With the beard Josh and the Sanders. dog? Yeah. Yes. I was laughing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because we got like two or three likes this week. All right, so that is it for episode 19. Um, We'll come up with a name for it. You'll see it when you download it. Um, Scott, have a good ride over the weekend. Enjoy your rough trip to California, bro. Yeah, it's terrible. Gotta be horrible. Fish tacos and (laughs) sunny beaches and... All your coffee. All all your Starbucks. (laughs) No shirtless pics. Please. (laughs) Please, Scott. (laughs) All right, that's it. We'll talk to you in um, about a week, two weeks. We'll we'll be back with a new episode. So thanks for listening. And uh, you got any words of wisdom? We got to come up with a call, a sign-off. A sign-off? Let's think about it. Keep your beer cold and your women colder. Is that a a toast or a (laughs) sign-off? What was Bob Barker's? Don't forget to spade and neuter your pets. (laughs) Oh, that was awful. He always said that. It was Jerry Springer. Be kind to be kind to each other. Yes. Something like that. Jerry. Jerry. We gotta Jerry. come up we gotta come up with a good sign off. Well let me think about it for two weeks. Where the beer gives you gas and the buddies kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> the nudie bar. Uh, no, this is gonna get awful. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening. Thank uh, you, we'll be back soon. We'll update you when we're gonna record next. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way the only way they know how 
mama loved me But she don't understand to keep her showing my hands and not my face on TV. <laughs> 